Welcome to the Cinematic Commentary Podcast, the podcast where I, Luna, will be telling you guys my unvarnished opinion about movies that are definitely worth mentioning. I will be giving you guys my review, rating, criticism, and assets, as well as other recommendations for movies you have to watch before you die. So, let's start with the episode. A little disclaimer before we start, um, while re- Listening to this episode, I hear there's sometimes a little bit of a crackling noise inside. I'm very sorry for this to happen. I don't know what the cause of this is, uh, but I just wanted to tell you guys. So I'm sorry. I hope I will fix this problem very soon. So uh, have fun listening. Today we have something a little bit different and I'm very excited about it. Uh, We have the movie Labyrinth uh, from 1986. uh, And this is actually a movie I hadn't seen before, before... Someone mentioned it to me, which is understandable, but um, I did a little quiz on my Instagram story where you had to guess last week's movie, which was Spirited Away, and Sarah actually uh, guessed the movie right with a little bit of hints I gave her, and she could choose this week's movie, which is Labyrinth, and so this is actually a movie Sarah chose, and I'm very excited that she did it. Um... I think this is something I will be doing a bit more, maybe every like five episodes or something, just to do a movie that I haven't seen before. I was thinking maybe calling it First Impressions, where I watch a movie once and base my review on just watching the movie one time. Uh, I think this is just a little fun to like add to uh, the story and add to the podcast itself. Um, uh, So if you like that, please... Let me know and I'll maybe do it like, as I said, every five episodes or something. So let's start with Labyrinth. Labyrinth came out on December 2nd, 1986. It is listed under Adventure, Family and Fantasy. The duration of the movie is 1 hour and 41 minutes and it has a 7.4 score on IMDb with around 120,000 reviews. So uh, let's go through this a little bit. Um, I think the genre adventure, family and fantasy is not very accurate or at least the order. I think fantasy should be first or uh, adventure as it is now. But I think family should be last since, I don't know, she only like goes with her brother and not really with like the rest of her family. So I think family should be last in these three words. Um, But I don't know, maybe it's just alphabetical order that can also be possible. Um, one hour and 41 minutes isn't that long, I think, uh, especially with like everything that goes on in a movie. I think they could have kind of dragged it out a little more and made, made it a little longer than it is now. The director of the movie is Jim Henson. You might know him from The Witches from 1990, uh, The Muppets from 2011 and Pinocchio from 2001, which isn't released yet. Uh, let me know if you're also excited because I, I'm actually really excited for like Pinocchio. Um, since it, Pinocchio is a great movie, and I think this is going to be, like, sort of a real action, no, not real action, but, like, just some sort of real-life, uh, version of Pinocchio, so I'm actually very excited about it. The budget of this movie was 25 million US dollars, and the box office was only 12.9 million US dollars, which which means they made a 12.1 million dollar loss. Um, this is really sad, actually, since, um, especially the amount of money that went into this movie is quite a lot, and, um, 12.1 million, that is a lot of money to just not get back when you put something in the movie. Um, so that's a bummer for them, I guess. 
Uh, let's now go to the plot without any spoilers. This is just what you read on IMDb when you look up the movie. 16-year-old Sarah is given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth and rescue her baby brother Toby, when her wish for him to be taken away is granted by the Goblin King Jareth. Um, I think this is like actually a perfect description of what goes on in the movie, since uh, it just we we see the names of everyone that is important. We see uh, just what is the topic of the movie, and I think they did a perfect job at this. Let's go to the cast of the movie or the cast. I always say it wrong. I'm sorry. Um, it was kind of hard because uh, to look it up because we have, especially with the characters that are like not real people, we have the people that are playing like inside of the suits and we have the people that are doing the voices, um, which I think is a little hard since they just could have done it both. But uh, let's go through them and you'll probably figure it out with me together. We have David Bowie as Jareth, Jennifer Connelly as Sarah, Toby Froud as Toby, Shelley Thompson as the stepmother, Christopher Malcolm as father, Natalie Finland as the fairy, Sherry Weiser as Hoggle, Brian Hansen as the voice of Gobble, Hoggle, I'm sorry, uh, Ron Muek as Ludo, Fiery 2 and Goblin. Then we have Rob Mills as Ludo and Fiery 3. Then we have Dave Goulds as Didymus, The Hat, The Four Guards, Left Door Knocker, and Fiery 3. <laughs> then we have David Allen Barkley as Didymus and Fiery 1. And we have David Shuknessy as Didymus, The Hat, The Four Guards, and Goblin. Um, I don't know if you understand it as little as I do, but I hope you do understand it more than I do because I have no idea. Okay. Fun facts. This is always so exciting for me because I always like get because I always get so much more to know about like the movie itself um, than if I'm only just watching it. Let's start. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to announce. We have spoilers from now on. Oh my god, if you haven't watched this movie, go watch it right now. I don't believe it's on somewhere you can like watch it. Maybe it's on Hulu, but I really don't know to be honest. Uh, otherwise, just watch it. Um, Somewhere that's definitely legal. Uh, rented, I think. I, I definitely did that. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep going. Okay, <laughs> fun facts. Let's go. Actress Sherry Weiser was inside the hoggle suit while four puppeteers worked on the outside of the costume. Brian Hansen, director Jim Hansen's son, provided hoggle's voice and also controlled the 18 motors that operated his face. This is just a big wow. I think that for only one character, 18 motors just for his face is just very impressive, especially for the, the facilities they had in 1986. Um, very impressive. Uh, Jennifer Connelly had to dangle in a harness 40 feet above the ground to get the shot with more than 100 puppeteers in latex glove acting as the hands. The actress was in danger of losing a finger if she reached back and touched the harness hangs. This is just... Uh, mind-blowing that, that like actors and actresses have to go through these like um, danger dangerous situations it's just very impressive that she did all that the owl in the title sequence was the first cgi animal ever in a feature film i think it still looks good considering uh labyrinth came out in 1986 um like when i first first put on the movie and i saw like the owl thing i was like fuck this is really bad but then i like looked up the um fun facts and everything and i saw that this was actually the first cgi movie where um an animal was introduced i thought it was actually kind of impressive since 
she, they didn't really have like an example to work from or anything they could have based on their impression of doing the animal thingy. So I'm very proud of them actually that they kind of did this breakthrough and I think it really inspired a lot of movies for also putting CGI animals into their films. So I think that's really a breakthrough and I'm when I read it I was like so mind blown since you wouldn't really suspect it, suspect it but I'm very, very proud of them. Okay, next fun fact. This one is about Hoggle's costume. Um, the character's complicated and expensive costume somehow made its way to the unclaimed baggage center in Scottsboro, Alabama, where it was discovered inside a huge crate. To this day, Hoggle is displayed in the center of unclaimed baggage museum. This is just another really fun fact that I would have never known of if I didn't like look it up or something. So <laughs> it's very fun actually, um, especially with this movie since a lot of stuff I actually didn't know. Okay, let's talk about my opinion about the plot. First, a little disclaimer, as I said in the beginning of this episode, I've only seen this movie once uh, since it was a recommendation of Sarah. Uh, I explained it all, you probably know it by now. Um, so this is just my first impression of this movie. No hard feelings, uh, but just what I thought of it. Um, in the beginning of the movie, like we really fly through the storyline. Uh, the beginning, like till the moment Sarah starts the labyrinth, it all takes place in only 10 minutes. Um, for me, they could have worked this out a little more and made it last a little longer, especially since this movie is only 1 hour and 41 minutes. Um, they could have definitely added some screen time there, uh, also because this movie isn't really that long by itself. So, uh, for instance, how did the stuff with goblins start in the first place and how did she know what to say to the goblins to make your wishes come through, etc.? Uh, why was she reading her book in the beginning and how did that lead to the goblins hearing her? These are like all things they could have worked on um, a bit more and could have dragged it out a little bit about her, uh, her uh, instead of talking about her family since her family doesn't like play a big role in this movie because we only like see them in the beginning when she's like being punished and etc. And like in the end, we don't even see them. We just only hear them. And I think they spent too much time at like her... Uh, surrounding at like, like her family instead of the goblin situation and why it all started, how it all happened, etc. Um, the rest of the pathway throughout the labyrinth is really exciting to watch. I mean, at first, when we first saw the labyrinth and we kind of took a moment to take it all in, uh, I really love that. This way, the director really makes us excited for the entire journey she has to make to save her brother. So we really saw like an overview of the entire labyrinth so we could really see what she has to um, go through to save her brother. Um, this way, there's a great like suspension buildup and we can really see what she all has to go through. Um, I don't know. I think they just did a really great job at that. In the beginning, we get introduced to a lot of characters, which we don't really see um, throughout the rest of the movie. We only see them in the beginning. Uh, this is not the case with Hoggle, but with the rest of the characters. So, uh, the worm with the scarf. I thought he was, like, so cute, and I thought they were gonna, like, be friends and everything, and I was, like, actually planning a story for them. Um, but he didn't come back in the film at all. And I was so sad, because he was so cute, and I would literally, I would literally die for him. Or her, I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. Um, 
as the movie proceeds, Stara establishes her friend group and we get to know them all. And I think this was a really great thing since I don't really talk like the talking to herself bits. I've never really liked it. But since she, she was by herself in the beginning, uh, it is reasonable since otherwise we wouldn't know what was going through her head and it would just be like no script at all which would be boring but um i never really liked the talking to herself while filming or like t thinking out loud played by ed sheeran mm -hmm. i'm sorry but uh it's just not really something that excites me but with this movie they really don't have another option here another thing the names they came up with for the characters are absolutely amazing we just have to take a moment to take this all in. Like, Hoggle is an amazing name. What else do we have? Oh my god, I've, I've already lost it. <sighs> I'm a terrible person. Um, Didymus and just Ludo. It, it's great names. I think they really did an outstanding job at that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, they, like, they like really stay in your head, the names. And I think that's absolutely amazing, as I said. Uh, we have the ending scene with like the staircase and stuff. Um, it absolutely blew my mind. I love like the detailed work in there. Also because we saw like the staircase poster um, in the beginning of the movie because that poster was like hanging above Sarah her bed. Uh, I think they really like did that repeated step um, where you had to pay attention at the beginning to kind of understand the end. Uh, I think that's a really great thing uh, to kind of let the viewers know Matt, from like, hey, we really thought about the making of this movie um and i really like that um i love like the detailed work in there and um also if i was like in sarah's place and with toby and everything and he was like climbing the staircase and everything i'd be fucking pissed i mean he's being a total dick toby just like running around the staircase and sarah isn't able to catch him i would just be like yo Toby, fuck you, I'm going back to my house. He's being, like, so mean. She's like, has to go through almost death uh, things just to save Toby. And w look how grateful he is. He's not grateful at all. <laughs> and he was, like, just running around the staircase. And I was so frustrated. I was like, Toby, sit the fuck down, please. Sit the fuck down. Just let Sarah grab you and get out of here. Go play with your fucking Playmobil or something. I don't know. It, it really frustrated me. Um, as you might hear now, I'm sorry. That was like my that was my rant about Toby. Um, I'm sorry. Um, like just stay in one place. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, now that I've did my rant about Toby, let's let's go through the next topic. And <laughs> uh, in the end, I was kind of sad that she had to leave her friend group. But since they're all like having a big party in the end, I don't really mind. By the way. That doesn't make any sense at all. She was like in the Goblin City and not in a real world. And it just didn't really, didn't make sense. It was like they threw the whole storyline away just in the end for everyone to be happy. And be like, oh, they're reunited. So fun. But um, like the Goblin world and the uh, real life world, they have to stay apart for me. Because it's like two completely different things. And if just like her uh, Goblin City friends come to the real life world... The Goblin City doesn't make any sense to have, like, be be a thing in the first place. Since they can just switch between worlds anytime they want, apparently. Okay, back to the podcast. <laughs> um, um, the scene with the 
heads that were like loose absolutely terrible i hated it i hated every single second of it like the rest of the movie was was reasonable i liked it a lot actually sometimes but the scene with like the heads that were loose hated it i'm sorry uh fan base out there um i just don't didn't like it i'm sorry <laughs> uh, i um don't really like like the musical vibes in general with like the singing uh but since david bowie plays a big role in this movie i guess i understand but just the big musical vibes uh, never were really my thing same thing with la la land i liked it um that was like the only exception i think la la land since it also has like a big storyline around it and the music makes sense because it's like about the topic but with this movie um, it was still could have been a perfectly fine movie without the singing and it just didn't really do it for me so I'm sorry let's now talk about my opinion about the looks so cinematography writing actors music everything around it let's start Sarah uh, Jennifer Connelly absolutely beautiful just huh. um, she does a decent job at this movie also considering she was only 14 years old you want me to say it again? 14. You know what I was doing when I was 14 years old? Absolutely nothing. That's right. She's probably making, well, not millions, but probably a lot of money with the making of this. Um, she's absolutely beautiful. Her side profile, we all wish we had it. Um, the rest of the cast is also cast. I'm sorry, I keep saying it wrong. The rest of the cast is also uh, decent. David Bowie just does its thing and... Um, that's that, basically. <laughs> Ludo, Hoggle, and Didymus were so cute, and I love them to death. Um, the set of this movie is absolutely amazing, and the stunt cinematography is alright. They could have kind of stepped up their game since their uh, set was so beautifully made. Um, um, the looks overall are very fairy tale like and I don't know if you guys have seen The Never Ending Story, but it kind of gave me those vibes, since it is like pretty much the same concept, but just a different storyline. Um, I think the music in this movie is absolutely something to talk about. It's something, sometimes it's like a little too pop or um, upbeat for its moment, but I think they got away with it also because David Bowie plays in this movie, so I think that's kind of their um, gateway to uh, using this music. Um, we also never see the same set twice, um, which is really something that excites me, uh, because this way we are really following Sarah through her journey, and that's why when Hoggle was, like, t talking about taking her back to the beginning, I was like, oh man, fuck no, I don't have to, we have to do it all over again, I was really, like, rooting, and we were really, I was really in Sarah's role, and rooting for her to make everything work out the way she wanted it to. Um, Ambrosius is the best name ever, and I will probably name my kid Ambrosius. Ambrosius, it sounds so sophisticated, so so beautiful, also considering it's a literal dog. Um, Ambrosius, Ambrosius. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, the only thing I'm like kind of stuck with is at the end of the movie, um, it's Sarah's fault. Like, she wished for her uh, stepbrother to be taken away. And I'd say if you would have, like, changed the person whose fault it is, Sarah could be, uh, like, less of the villain and be more of the savior of Toby, since now she's just kind of fixing the mess that she made herself, uh, which is not fair or a pity, as they say in the movie. Um, so that's something I'm just kind of with at the end. So I'd say if um, she was, like, less of the villain, if she... 
if it like wasn't her fault but it is totally her fault if she just wouldn't have wished for it to happen this movie wouldn't have been made so i'd say sarah next time <laughs> don't wish for your brother to be taken away to the goblin city um character development character development is something i always talk about as you might know um, I'd say there's definitely character development in this movie since Sarah really becomes like a more strong and independent woman since she's like 14 and everything. Um, she really knows that you shouldn't take things for granted now and I think she really learned her lesson that she has to think before you act um, with like wishing her butter brother is uh, like gone. <laughs> so I think there's definitely character development and that's basically like one of the main reasons um, I think a movie should be rated good or bad. General opinion. We flew through this episode again. Um, general opinion. It's a good movie for its time, since it like came out in 1986. Since the movie is, like, I think it's really ahead of its time, actually, this movie. Um, especially with having the first CGI animal uh, ever. That just really blew my mind. I think I already talked about it for more than I should have, but I just really wanted to put it out there. Um, but the first CGI animal, I think a lot of people underestimate how important that actually is, or maybe I'm just over-exaggerating it, but I think it is pretty, pretty goddamn amazing, <laughs> to be fair. Um, other than that, I loved the music, the set, and the characters. You can really see like how much time went into the making of this movie, such as into the looks, into the making, into the characters, and just into the entire movie itself. Um, it's not fair how little money this movie made, since it made a loss of over 12 million US dollars. Especially with seeing like how much time went into the making of it, I think they really did an amazing job at it. So I'm very proud of them. But it is a pity that they made a $12 million loss. This was the fifth episode of my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it a lot. Let me know if I should do like more of these first impression uh, movies. Um, maybe like every five episodes since this is the fifth episode, etc. Um, I hope you liked it a lot. Uh, follow my page. It's all links in the description down below. As well as my socials uh, on my website. And um, if you have any recommendations, send me a DM or an email if you don't have Instagram or something. Uh, I hope I see you guys next week when there will be another episode. Goodbye.